Welcome to Training for Godliness, the podcast program of Spiritual Fitness Ministries of Greenwood, South Carolina. This is your host, Chaplain Gray. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8 says, Physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better, promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. This podcast looks at various ways to train, keeping in mind those eternal benefits. Once again, thank you for joining us. My guest today is B.J. Lauder, former head football coach and athletic director at Hendersonville High School in Hendersonville, North Carolina. He now serves as the area representative for the Southwest North Carolina Fellowship of Christian Athletes. He's also a published author, and we will talk a little bit about that. So, here's my conversation with BJ. I hope you enjoy. Well, good morning, everybody. I'm really pleased to have uh, BJ Lauder uh, on our show today. Um, he is a guy in Hendersonville, uh, been a part of the Bearcat Nation there for many, many years, uh, a coach, a principal, administrator, um, and uh, now has moved on to working with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. So, uh, really glad to have you on the show today, BJ, and uh, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, you hit on that. I was a Hendersonville Bearcat for almost 30 years as a football coach, athletic director, assistant principal, principal, and born and raised in Hendersonville. My, my parents were both educators. I, I got into coaching because of my dad. Uh, he was a coach at Hendersonville from 1959 until – you know, all the way in the 2000s, almost 2010, he came back out of retirement to help me coach. And okay. I've got a wife who's in education, and I've got a 21-year-old daughter that's a, a senior at the University of Tennessee. All right. Good. Go balls. Hey, that's good. That's, oh, yeah. Um, Go big orange, man. <laughs> that's right. Well, you know, uh, I, I think one of the, my memories of, of Hendersonville is um, – you know, a fierce loyalty to to uh, Hendersonville High School. Um, I knew folks that that came up through my programs there at the Y, and boy, there there's just a special loyalty and and love of uh, Hendersonville schools and the and the high school there, Bearcats. Um, I was able to help uh, assistant coach with the soccer program in its in its infancy. Um, there and uh, was really pleased to see it go on to some really good seasons. And I think, if I remember right, maybe even a state uh, runner-up or a state title or something in a, in its history. So, um, you know, it's really fond memories of Hendersonville, and um, I, I loved my time there and uh, uh, just a great community to live in. Um, so... Um, well, look, uh, we, we've been uh, talking a little bit about spiritual disciplines uh, here on my podcast uh, in the last few weeks, and I had a series uh, way back about, uh, you know, a bit of a spiritual workout. And so um, I just wanted to talk a little bit this morning. Uh, you've actually authored a, a book uh, for athletes and a little challenge, and I think as I've begun that book, I, I see so many parallels to uh, – you know, those challenges that you're putting out there to our spiritual disciplines. So um, are there some of those disciplines that you think are, are real keys, particularly when it comes to 
to a young student athlete as they're as they're beginning to grow in their their walk with Christ? Yes, I mean one of the big things that I would tell my own daughter when I was coaching, and I love it, and I don't know who said it, but many coaches have said it, and I reference it in the athletes challenge is. You know, you're an average of the five people you hang around the most. And we try to, with young athletes, pound it into their head almost that you need to hang around a good group of people that care about you, that are going to support you, that are going to be there through the good, bad, and the ugly. And just like Jesus Christ is with us, he's, he's there with us. If you have Christ in your heart, he's with you there through the entire journey of life. And we that's a big key theme. I think as far as the discipline goes is to always try to surround yourself with the best possible people you can. I think one of the, I was listening to a motivational speaker the other day and he said, I can't remember his name, but he said, you know, if you hang around five millionaires, who's going to be the sixth millionaire? You know, hey, you are. If you hang around five people that are going to prison, who's going to be the sixth person to go to prison? Uh, you are. So, <laughs> There's a, I mean, that's not a, that's not the end all be all, but it does make sense, and I think that's a, mm-hmm. a, a, for a young person, that might be the best, best spiritual discipline there is to have Christ in your heart and surround yourself with good people. Absolutely, absolutely, you know, and I think um, as people are 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 growing up, you know, self discipline is such a hard thing anyway. You know, I mean, people are just, particularly young people are, are kind of. You know, at the moment, man, you know, <laughs> man, whichever way the wind's blowing, you know, uh, so many tend to just go with that. And so, you know, when you're talking about discipline yourself as a, as an athlete, um, discipline yourself as a follower of Christ, uh, boy, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot to be said about you got to buckle down and, and have that, have that discipline. Um, well, I guess you know if we're if we're going to have Christ in our in our lives like that, we, we're going to have to spend time in the Word. And um, I know uh, I know uh, many coaches really really bring that to the forefront and and are very uh, uh, you know upfront about that. How when you, as you were coaching, where where did where did spending time in the Word? How did that work into to uh, to your coaches uh, program? It got better the older I got. I was fortunate enough to get hired at 28 years old as the head coach at Hendersonville High School, and I really wasn't ready. I teach some of those players uh-huh. on my first team. I apologize to them all the time. Guys, they, we were learning together. <laughs> I, I thought it was all about the wins and losses and the coach of the year honors and playoff victories and mm-hmm. conference titles and deep playoff runs. And, and uh, my coaching changed a ton when a guy named Steve McNamara, who's actually our area director at FCA, came into my program. Thank God that I, I had the sense enough to let him in. And he started mm-hmm. pregame meals and pregame devotions and really grew me as a coach. And it changed the way I did things. So there are some players I had when I first started coaching. I see them. I just apologize. They start laughing, you know. And, and uh, But I, I'm sincere when I say that. But that that was huge. I got one of those FCA coaches Bibles that had devotion for every day of the week. I started getting up every morning mm-hmm. before I go to work and get in the Word and and if you read the word every day, it changes all your days. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I, I think about how, um, you know, being in the word uh, and going deeper really um, almost motivated me to 
to dig even more. You know, look at the concordance, look at the words, do a little word study. You know, so the deeper I got into the word, the 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 more I was drawn into it. And and then that led to prayer because I, you know, I, I'm stopping. I'm saying, you know, Lord, I don't I don't understand this. You know, I, I, I you know, give me wisdom. You know, show me this path. Show me what this is about. And so then that led me into prayer. And you know, more prayer led me to more scripture, and more scripture led me to more prayer. You know, and so I think it um, it really it really turns one for another. Um, well, I think, you know, when you're talking about a workout, um, I often talk about, you know, you, you need a beginner's workout, um, you know, before you can get to some advanced stuff. I mean, I, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, recommend a, to a new believer to, to do a 21 day fast of, of, uh, of prayer and, and fasting, <laughs> you know, right. um, just like I wouldn't recommend a, a, a kid who's never been in the weight room to go over there. Let's see if you can, you know, let's put, throw a couple of 25-pound plates on this thing and see what you can do. You know, you're you're gonna right. you're gonna work them up to that. So, um, speak speak to that a little bit, uh, BJ. It's funny you hit that. That's one of the big reasons I felt compelled to to write the athletes challenge because it's a very you could sit down and read the whole thing in about an hour hour and a half if if you didn't stop mm-hmm. it. I had it with a young athlete of mine, uh, 20 minutes a day. And it, it's something okay. that I want to put in the hand of a new believing athlete. Like if we go speak somewhere and a kid accepts Christ, that's one thing I want to have to be able to hand that kid and say, listen, this is, this is a, this is a two week challenge. It's, we're asking 20 minutes a day where this shows you how a Christian athlete carries themselves. This shows mm-hmm. you a little bit about what Christ looks like on the field, in the schoolroom, in, in the classroom, what it, what it means to follow and emulate Christ. So that, that, I love how you said that. This is something very easy read for a, especially a high school, middle school, college athlete to look at that mm. not only mature Christians, but that brand new Christian, besides handing them an FCA athlete's Bible, this is one more resource that we can hand them and say, hey, this this will give you an insight to what that looks like. That's great. That's great. Well, you know, I mean, we're such creatures of habit. And so, you know, a 14-day uh, reading plan is is a great start, you know. You you you're hoping that that's going to lead them into into another reading plan, and then another reading plan, <laughs> you know, and just really establishes oh, yeah. that that habit. So, you know, obviously, uh, you know, that length of time is is uh, to to get folks, you know, in that in that daily habit. Um, so um, that that is that's great. I, we're we're I'm gonna give you a chance to talk a little bit more about the book here before we before we finish up. Um, well, you know, we, we talked a little bit about the prayer and being in the Word, um, you know, keeping people, you know, surrounding yourself. I think that's about Christian fellowship, you know, having some real Christian fellowship uh, around us. Um, um, I, I, you know, used to talk about, you know, we, we need to live out our faith a little bit and uh, and do some things that are that are showing and demonstrating that we love the Lord um, as our God. What kind of things are... Have you done with the athletes or, or the teams over the years to to, to demonstrate that that uh, in service uh, to, to others? Are there some things that come to mind? Servant leadership. Uh, that's that's the first uh, first thing I like to talk about when I talk to to young kids uh, or or high school kids or college athletes. 
is about servant leadership, the undeserved, unrewarded, unexpected acts of kindness. That's mm-hmm. that's how that, that fruit of being a, a Christ follower shows because we were given things that we don't deserve. You know, we didn't deserve for, for Christ to die for us. It's unexpected, undeserved, unrewarded. You know, Christ, to do something with no expectation of reciprocation, help people that you exactly. know could possibly never help you back. There's too many people that want to help if they feel like they get something on the back end from it, and that's just not that's not fruit of a of a Christian. I I point back to mm-hmm. 2003. I had a quarterback named Robert Livingston, and uh, that was the best football team I ever coached. Uh, he actually coaches with the Cincinnati Bengals now. Mm-hmm. And Robert, yeah, Robert was a free safety quarterback for me. Never left the field, but the first couple of practices, we didn't have a lot of players that year, and that's back when you didn't have the huge training staff and all the managers stuff and Mm-hmm. The first day after practice, you know, I was like, "All right, we we, you know, we do it by class. Freshman, sophomore, just clean the field up. Get the man." Robert started picking. Up, he's a senior starter both ways. He starts picking up everything on the field. Uh, not not a piece of garbage left, and he did it all. Him and another kid would join in, and by two weeks, it, after about two weeks, there was no more freshman juniors. The whole team would all run <laughs> as soon as practice over and pick up everything, load the truck, and it was spotless. And it was because one of my best players showed that Christ-like principle of serving others. And that, mm-hmm. I think that's the best mm-hmm. way to show the fruit of Christ is, is serving. And, and Billy Graham had a, a horrifying statistic one time when he said 85% of Christians can go into a room with non-Christians, and you can't tell the difference who's who by how they're acting. Mm. Wow. So wow. I think that the servant leadership is the big thing. I, I agree. That, that's great. Um, and, and I can remember some, some great servant leaders uh, during my days in Hendersonville, um, folks like Dan Barber. Um, wow. And, uh, you know, some others that, that, that I had associated with. I mean, um, there at the Y, there were some, some great folks that, that uh, were just great servant leaders and uh, real, real fond memories of those. Um, so um, I, I do remember uh, – I want to I want to give a shout out to uh, to Sam Gash. I um, that's how I found out that you had your book. He he had did a little post on uh, Facebook, and I, I saw where he he wrote uh, a little forward there for your book. And uh, I remember Sam and and Eric and and some of those guys that would that were were uh, went on to some great careers. And and uh, I guess Eric is still in in Hendersonville and. And, uh, you know, there. So, um, I could tell some stories on Sam. I won't do that, but, um, I've got, I've got a good story on Sam. I have to tell you offline sometime. But, uh, shout out to those guys, um, for uh, helping you out with the book there. So, <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So, uh, BJ, t- tell us a little bit about your book and how folks, how uh, listeners can, can, uh, purchase the book. Where can they find that? So, how can they go about getting a copy of that? Well, the first first thing is, uh, it you know, if you go to Amazon or or you know, the Apple Books or the Rapid, I think the one through Walmart, any any of those have it. You just type in the Athlete Challenge. Okay. Um, it's in a spirituality genre. It's in the short sports short read genre. Um, it's in an ebook format right now. Uh, the print version will be out in a little less than a month now, and it, it will be on those okay. same outlets. I'm hoping that some of the local 
I'm going to try to get some local places in Hendersonville to actually ha have it in the store, but you can buy it with one click at Amazon or any of those. Um, mm -hmm. And like any ebook, you know, as I started reading it myself, uh, the the finished copy, there's always some typos no matter how many times you go over it. So I read through <laughs> it, and I apologize ahead of time. There are a few words that were left out, and when I looked at the original that were in there right, I don't know what happens when, when it gets switched over to the ebook format, but lesson to me, I'm, when they send me that final thing to read through, I need to read through it better. But I apologize. I, uh, I guess there's typos in any book, but the, the content is still the content. And it's, if you have a, if you have a, a even if, if your child's not an athlete, um, mm -hmm. if you go through this 14-day challenge, it, it's truly a blessing because it applies Christian principles and, and it's, it's building mental toughness. It's building, having a good social outlook with others, interacting well with others. It teaches your children how to serve others and how to show an attitude of gratitude, um, just how to be mentally tough, how how to accept Christ uh, as your Savior if you never have. We use the FCA principle of the four that, that, that shares the gospel, and it actually takes you through and, and gives you a number you can text if you're a a person that wants to rededicate yourself or get more information about Christ or give your life to Christ where you can get wonderful uh, resources texted to you through FCA with professional athletes that are Christians encouraging you and telling you what your next step should be and how to do it. So uh, it, adults, it, anyone would benefit from it, but especially if you have a school-age, college-age child, really direct them to that book. Uh, you can buy it with one mm -hmm. book. It's five bucks. I mean, you know, yeah. we spend that on we spend that on Reese cups. <laughs> right, right. That's what, yeah, that's really. Right. So, yeah, a bag of gummy savers costs that. <laughs> well, I, I really appreciate you uh, doing that. I, um, I I would encourage listeners to to get a copy of that. Also, um, actually, the first uh, podcast that I produced um, was a series about athletes uh, or Christians uh, on the college campus, um, you know, walking the walk and and um, how difficult it is on the campus. I talked to three uh, people in separate uh, episodes about their experience, and and uh, they all kind of had some different experiences, and uh, they were all athletes. And uh, so um, listeners that want to know a little bit about, you know, uh, how tough that is and what some of these these guys did um on the college campus how they how they maintained their uh their faith on the college campus listen into that those were some of our first uh podcasts that we produced um and also uh uh you know um just just keep listening in i, I really like the idea that that while training for our physical bodies is good um timothy uh, paul tells timothy you know that that uh, training for godliness has eternal benefits, and that's what Coach BJ and I are talking about today: is the training for godliness and the fact that this isn't a policy that ends in 30 days or 30 years. This is this is eternal benefits, and uh, we want folks to to have that uh, in in eternity. Um, those those uh, those great benefits. So, well, BJ. Thank you so much for being with us. Um, we appreciate uh, the work you've done with this book, and and I know that there will be a lot of athletes that'll that'll get a lot out of it. So um, we do appreciate you uh, taking the time this morning, and, and wish you a great day today. 
Uh, may God pour blessings upon your ministry at the Fellowship of Christian Athletes and and the schools and the coaches and the character coaches that that you work with. It's a great ministry, and uh, we we just pray that the Lord will continue to bless you in in that ministry. So thanks again for being with us. Hey, thank you so much, Greg. Many thanks to B.J. Lauder for joining us today, and we thank you for listening to the show. Please follow us for future episodes. This has been Training for Godliness, the podcast program of Spiritual Fitness Ministries of Greenwood, South Carolina. Remember, His faithful love endures forever. Until next time, this is Chaplain Gray.